Alright, good morning everyone, DSP here, and welcome to the pre-stream podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, it is the final pre-stream podcast of the year! Wow, what a year it's been, ladies and gentlemen. This should be a really good stream today. Um, A great way to count down the end of 2021 and ring in the new year for many of you, because... Where I live right here in Washington State is currently 11 a.m. <clears throat> 11.04 a.m. to be specific. But I'm well aware that I have a worldwide audience. Some of you who are live on stream right now, it might already be 2022. Some of you who are watching this on demand, right? It might already be 2022. Um, to which I say, Happy New Year. Although it's not New Year here yet. So for everyone watching who it's not New Year, Happy New Year's Eve. How you guys doing? December 31st, 2021. What a crazy year it's been, right? Um, so here's what I like to do on today's pre-stream podcast, being the final podcast of 2021. First of all, I want to update you all on the schedule, which now we have a more solidified idea of what's coming in the week because last night's la- 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 last night's Lost Judgment stream went really well. And I now know how close I am to the end of the game, so we can figure it out. Oh, what's coming up this weekend? How are we going to finish this up? I also now have the year-end series actually scheduled for this coming week, which I'm very excited for, so we'll talk about that. So let's get through the scheduling part first. Then I'd like to talk a little bit about what's going on here in Washington State again today as a follow-up to yesterday's Snowpocalypse segment. And then what I'd really like to get to on this podcast today is reminiscing about all the good stuff that happened with my streams and content in 2021. Although, a lot of people tend to like to focus on the negative, right? They want to focus on, oh, what went wrong and all that. I want to focus on the positive, and that's what I want to do on today's pre-stream podcast. Hopefully, the camera will stop freaking out. I'm looking at the camera right now, and it keeps changing color. Look at this. What the fuck? Why are you doing this? If I hold my hand like this, it does one color. If I put my hand down, it does another color. I guess I'm going to have to be non-Italian today and keep, keep my hands down. Because if I lift my hands up even a little bit and they go on camera, now it's not doing it. Okay, so apparently it only does it if I put it in f- near my face. What the f- Look at that! Anyway, I guess I'll keep my hands to the sides today to try to keep it one color. What it, No, what it really is, outside, it's very, very sunny and bright today. Okay, I have to have my blinds down. If they're open, I wouldn't be able to see. Someone would be coming and blinding me, okay? So I have the light on, but what's happening is there's bright natural light coming in the window, creating one color scheme, but if I block my face, which is reflecting the light, now the camera auto-adjusts to a different color scheme. Express yourself. Don't repress yourself. Express yourself. (laughs) Okay, anyway. So ladies and gentlemen, first of all, Great streaming day yesterday. I had a real fun time. We had two new hats added into the rotation. If you guys aren't aware, this is pretty cool. Having two new hats added, the Pikachu hat and the Deadpool hat available. If we do hit the $100 tips goal on any given stream, you could choose these hats to be worn on the stream. A good new addition to the streams rather than the same old hats that I was doing for months and months, especially now because the Christmas stuff is over. And I know that people would be sad if I was, you know, only going back to the old school hats. So new hats in the rotation, which is great. Um... 
speaking of the Christmas stuff, as you can see, there's still Christmas decorations and Christmas animations going. Those will be until the year-end series. We're going to talk right now about the schedule. And then after the year-end series are over, all that stuff's going to go away. And we're going to go to the 2022 setup for my stuff, including brand new stuff behind me, new animations, all kinds of fun stuff on the stream. Okay? So there you go. Let's talk about the schedule. Now, now it seems like it recolored again differently. Now that I put the Pikachu and Deadpool hat in front of the camera, now it's staying. You see this? I... Anyway, let's talk about the schedule. So today, the last streaming day of 2021, what are we doing? We're continuing on with Resident Evil 4, a playthrough that so far I've actually very much enjoyed. Um, personally, I don't remember Resident Evil 4 as well as other games because I've only played it once before. Once through, I should say. You know, I owned it when it was a new release, but I barely played it back then. I probably played it only a few hours. Um, now I'm going through for only the second full time ever. The last time was in 2014. So that was a long time ago, and I'm, you know, trying to remember stuff from the original playthrough as I play through it. And some of it I do remember, and some of it I don't remember, like, at all. Okay? Um, so it's kind of a mixed bag. I like the game a lot, although I do feel that there are shortcomings to the game because it is a more outdated game. The, in particular, the aiming controls are quite annoying. Okay? Give me one second here. I feel the aiming controls should be updated. I do. <laughs> Hold on. What happened was the New Year's baby was trying to sneak through my office window here, and I had to go beat it with a cane and be like, no, it's not New Year's yet, fucker. You wait until midnight. I beat the shit out of it. Kicked it right out back out the window, so you gotta wait your turn. Anyway. So, Resident Evil 4. I like the game. Um, It's very different from previous Resident Evils. Remember, this was the first one that made it over-the-shoulder third-person horror, and a di whole different control scheme and a whole kind of different gameplay. I like the fact that you have the aim where you can aim for limbs. They fall. You can shoot their arm. They drop their weapon. Shoot it when they're throwing. They drop the, the, the dynamite. Blow themselves up. Pop their heads open. Oh, my God. A big Las Plagas monster uh, comes out of their head or whatever. It's pretty neat in that regard. I really like the game. But I still feel this version, and it could be, maybe it's just this version. This is the Xbox One version that we're currently playing, which has 1080p graphics and 60 frames per second on the Xbox Series X, which is great. But I don't know. The controls still... Leave something to be desired for me. Um, they just seem a little sluggish. I want to move faster and aim faster and shoot accurately at parts of the enemies. And sometimes I just can't do that. Sometimes I end up spraying a little bit to try to get to the part, point where I can stun the enemy. Rather than just being immediately, oh, shoot the kneecap, bop, shoot the head, bop. I can't really do it. Now, maybe that's me because I've only played Resident Evil 4 twice. So maybe it's just me being kind of rusty with the controls. Um... But personally, I feel like maybe they could be a little bit more improved. I've definitely played third-person action games in the last decade that have controlled way better than Resident Evil 4. Okay. The color changed again. <sighs> Express yourself. Don't repress yourself. 
Okay, there we go. It fixed itself. All right, so. Um, <laughs> I'm just going to do that every time. It's going to fix the, ca the color on the camera. So, I'm liking the playthrough. Right now, where are we in the game? We went to Ashley. We saved Ashley. And that's the president's daughter, for those who don't know, who got kidnapped. That's the whole reason why you're in here as, as Leon in the Las Plagas town. Um, and during this uh, segment, you have to escort her through the game. And it can be frustrating because there's points where you're surrounded by these Las Plagas cult members. And you have to kill a bunch of them while they're also trying to kidnap Ashley. Now, the good news is Ashley controls pretty well. You can order her to stay. You can order her to hide in an area. And defend that area pretty accurately. But man, I just remember my first run. There being really annoying enemy gauntlets. I remember there's a crank. You like crank this crank to open a door. And the last Plagas keep coming. And then she's getting attacked. And it's just like you're doing three things at once. Like she has to be over there at a turret or something. Not a turret. Like a, like I think she's cranking the crank. But you're at the door cranking something. And I just remember it being like really annoying. Um... And I also remember being like on these ramparts of a castle, and a million of these Lost Plagas are coming at you. You have to snipe them, and I just remember it being very complicated. All right, so we'll see. Let's see what happens um, today as I continue on with the game. I don't know if we'll actually get to those actual parts or not. I know that the game is around. Isn't it around twelve hours long? And at this part, this point, um, we are at around five hours in because the, the original uh, stream was two hours. And then the last stream was three. So we're about five hours in. So after today, I think we're getting to it. I think we're getting to those parts today. And we'll see how they go. All right. Should still be fun. Should be a great stream. By the way, something that I should mention because I forgot to mention it. We have discovered recently. If you're watching this live stream right now. And you're having a good time. If you like this stream, it significantly helps its exposure on YouTube. Just the other day when I was playing Resident Evil 4. I had over 100 likes on the stream. Someone who I hadn't seen in like 10 years, 10 years, found my stream randomly by searching for horror streaming on YouTube because it was actually in the search results because people had liked the stream. And he came and, and said hello and he actually contributed and watched the stream a bit. I was like, holy shit. Like, it works. And that's all week. People have been liking the streams and apparently there's been discoverability on the streams. So if you're watching my stream and you like it, please leave a like on the stream. Apparently, it actually helps. In particular, it would definitely help during this stream because this is the longer of my streams. I start streaming around 10.45 a.m. and it goes all the way till 4 p.m. There's a long time for people to discover the stream. On the late streams, probably not so much because those only last about two hours. But on this stream, there's a lot of potential for people to find and watch the stream. So if you like it, please like it. And also click like. Please like the stream, but also click like on the stream. It'll help. Okay? cool okay so resident evil 4 main gameplay stream of today i'm very excited to jump further into it and see how we do later tonight it is my weekly late night session of street fighter fun called friday night fights yes this week it returns to its regularly scheduled time last week we didn't do it on friday because it was christmas eve but this week it's back now you guys vote on what version of the game you'd like to see me play by like around a 60 40 margin the playstation version one so we're going to start tonight playing on PlayStation 5. We're going to see what kind of comp we can find and go from there. If I play this for like 45 minutes an hour, and sadly we just can't get a consistent lobby, we can't find comp, and if the trolls are being dickheads tonight, then we'll probably switch over to the Xbox version and see if that's any better. Keep in mind when I play on Xbox, there's overall less of a, of a comp pool, meaning there's less people playing. But on Xbox, apparently ranked matches work, because I've done many ranked matches, both in Street Fighter 3 Third Strike as well as Super Turbo, and they all worked. 
and that adds to the more abilities or, or more modes that you can actually play the game as opposed to when you're playing it on PlayStation. All you can do on the PlayStation version is lobbies. That's it. That you can... Express yourself. Don't repress yourself. There we go. All you can do is lobbies. Because if you try to do any other mode, like ranked or even casual matches, they don't work. Only the lobbies work on PlayStation. So it'll be an interesting mix. And the good thing is I have the ability to switch now. I'm not just limited to one or the other. I can switch between the versions. That's really cool. I like that. That we can switch between the versions. So let's see what happens tonight. Hey, I wish we could just play on PlayStation and have a good time. But we'll see what happens. Okay. So that's today's streams, and that's leading into the new year. I know tonight, as I'm playing Street Fighter, probably a lot of people will be telling me, hey guys, guess what? It just became midnight, and it's Happy New Year. So all day long, you're going to see people saying Happy New Year. I guarantee it. All day long, you're going to see people saying Happy New Year during the course of the streams, which is great, you know? Now, tomorrow, Saturday, we're going to be doing a major stream of Grand Theft Auto 3 Definitive Edition on the mainstream. This will get us around nine hours into the game. A playthrough that I'm guessing is going to be around 12 hours long based on how long the game is and how far we currently are in right now. Because now we're just about, I would say, halfway through. We just got to the central island. So we'll see. And then tomorrow night, the late stream is going to be Halo Infinite Multiplayer, which I'm very excited for. I've been actually doing better and better the more I play it. And the last time I played Halo Infinite Multiplayer, oh my god, I kind of had an epiphany that the pistol is so good. I'm winning head-up firefights against people with the pistol. And I kind of remembered how to play with the shotgun melee combo that I used to do in, in, in Halo 3. It's so easy when you're in confined spaces to get the shotgun melee insta-kill combo. And I, I got, like, a crazy kill streak. It was so fun. I'm actually very pumped to play more tonight, or tomorrow night, excuse me. So I hope you guys will join me for that tomorrow night, okay? All right, now, here's where the schedule gets a little interesting. Since we're so near the end of Lost Judgment, and it's the last lingering thing from 2021 that we're, we're essentially doing. Everything else is kind of a new, refreshing playthrough. Lost Judgment will be the main gameplay stream of Sunday. And I know that's annoying and frustrating. And everyone's going to rage and tear their hair out of their head. And rip their shirts in half like this. And go crazy because Lost Judgment is a featured gameplay stream. Actually, last time I did this about a week ago, it went really well. People liked Lost Judgment as a main gameplay stream. We got a lot of support. The good news here is we're either going to beat Lost Judgment on Sunday or we're going to get damn close. Okay? It's either like it's done or almost done. Okay? So we'll see. We'll see how it goes. If we beat it, great. I can give you my thoughts in the credits and that means the year-end series are fully a go. If not, don't worry. I have a contingency plan. Okay. Now, for uh, Sunday night and Monday's main gameplay streams. They're currently up in the air. What's this? Hold on a second. I don't know what this is. Let's listen to what this is. I don't know I had that. Dude, I like that. I'm going to use that. All right. So, Sunday night and Monday's gameplay streams are up in the air. Oh, no. Oh. So, they're up in the air. Why are they up in the air? Because what I would like to do is put the power in your hands. All right? Here's what we're going to do. Starting likely either tonight or tomorrow, I'm going to put a poll up on the main page of DSP Gaming right here on the community page. Community tab. And it's going to be, what would you like to see 
First, on on Sunday night's gameplay stream, would you like to see Resident Evil 4 or would you like to see Skyrim? Whatever wins the vote will be played Sunday night as a two-hour gameplay late-night stream. Whatever loses the vote will be the main gameplay stream on Monday. Okay? That's how we're going to determine what I play Sunday night and Monday. So one of the streams will be Resident Evil 4 and one of the streams will be Skyrim, depending on what you guys vote. Alright? So that takes care of Sunday night and Monday. Then Monday night stream, I purposely left it open. And here's why I left it open. If we need the extra two hours to beat Lost Judgment, I'll have the extra two hours. You see? I wanted to make sure that I have a main gameplay stream on Sunday and then a backup stream on Monday night, if at all we need it. We might not need it, but just in case. It just makes sense to have the backup to be sure that I beat this in the amount of time that I'm looking to beat it in. Okay? So, if I've already beaten Lost Judgment on Sunday, then on Monday night, instead, we'll do a late-night stream of Grand Theft Auto 3 uh, Definitive Edition. Okay? So that's the rough schedule over there. Now, Tuesday is the big day. Because it doesn't matter if we beat Lost Judgment on Sunday or Monday night. Tuesday, I am doing my year-end award ceremony. So the main gameplay stream on Tuesday, which is the 4th of... What the frick is going on with the color? So, Tuesday will be my year-end series. First, it's going to be the most disappointing games of 2021 countdown. Then it's going to be my Game of the Year awards, the best... I'm getting red with anger! No, that's just the camera. It's a stupid camera expressing myself and repressing myself. Fuck. <laughs> Why does it keep doing this? It did it again! I give up. I give up. You guys are just going to have to see me blink like a Christmas light. This fucking camera today will not work. This is nuts, right? <laughs> okay. Anyway, guys. Um. So, Tuesday is the big day. Year-end series. Most disappointing games of the year. Game of the Year awards. That will be the main gameplay stream of Tuesday. In fact, it won't be gameplay. What it'll be is me talking, showing gameplay clips as I talk about the games that I feel are the best and worst of the year. And that's the whole stream. I figure each segment <clears throat> will take about 90 minutes or so. Okay? So, if that's the case, then great. It should be a good time. We'll get it done. We'll get the year-end series done. A lot of people wait all year for my year-end series. And I'm actually getting to do it right away at the beginning of the new year for a change. The last few years has not been that case. I've always been kind of stuck in a playthrough that takes forever. Like last year it was Yakuza 7. I actually forget which one it was the year before. But, um, yeah, I am excited for that. All right. Then Tuesday night, my last gameplay stream of the week will be more Halo Infinite multiplayer. All right. And then Wednesday is my day off for the week. And then when we come back next week, we come back refreshed. It'll still be Skyrim, Resident Evil 4, and GTA 3 as the main gameplay streams. But what I'm planning on doing for the first week of the new year, first full week, we're going to do a night stream of Game Pass. And what I mean by that is we'll have a night stream dedicated just going into Microsoft Game Pass, seeing what games are available, picking and choosing a few that you guys would actually like to see as playthroughs. And those will become playthroughs in the month of January. In addition, yes, I am going to play and complete... Condemned Criminal Origins. This is a playthrough you guys have been waiting for. 
since October when I played Condemned Criminal Origins for around, what was it, around 90 minutes to two hours? Actually, it was about two and a half hours, I'm thinking about it, during the Halloween Marathon event, okay? So I'm very excited for this. I hope you guys are excited for this. But it's going to be completed. People are saying basically like six hours left in the game, so maybe three night streams. We'll see. But yeah, I am going to actually complete that in January. Plus Game Pass stuff, plus the playthroughs I'm doing. And then we'll see what else is going on. One other thing I absolutely need to do, okay? I need to go through the game release schedule for 2022 and make a new game release schedule for myself because I haven't done this in many, many months. And I need to see the, the landscape of what's going on in the new year so I can get an idea of what games I want to play. In February, I know there's a bunch of games I want to play. Basically, off the top of my head, here's the games I absolutely want to play. Pokemon Legends Arceus, later on in January. Dying Light 2. Uh, Horizon Forbidden West. King of Fighters 15. Elden Ring. And I think that, uh, there may be another one in there. But those are the ones off the top of my head that I'm remembering are coming out like in the next month to month and a half. Well, two months, I should say, because it's the end of February. There are very well maybe many more games in there. There may be many, many more games in there. And I don't know if, uh, you know, if the, what they are, because I haven't looked at the schedule. So I definitely want to do that um, within the next, you know, week or so. Basically, let's get through the Game Awards. We'll reset the stream. Like I said, once the Game Awards are done on Tuesday, I'll reset the stream behind me. It'll be the new decorations for the new year, new animations. Everything will be refreshed. And then... We'll start fresh by going through a game schedule and do Game Pass stuff and all kinds of fun stuff coming up in January. Okay? Good. Alright, guys. Um, So, that being said, uh, I think what we should do now is talk a little bit, reminisce a little bit. Because what I'd like to do on today's pre-stream, since it is the final pre-stream, um, since it is the final pre-stream of the year, I would like to reminisce a little bit about what we did this year, okay? Now, first of all, I'm going to say something. I see people trying to derail the chat with bullshit. To my knowledge, no one notable has passed away today or anything, and people are like, oh, rest in peace to this person, rest in peace to that person. Oh! Wow! Never mind! Betty White has passed away! Are you shitting me? What the fuck? She died. She really did. Oh my god. She just passed away. Wow. That's crazy. Betty White has passed away. And everyone has memed for years and years and years. That she's still alive, she's still alive, she's still alive. And what's funny is, she just did a special. A hundred year old special, like basically a TV special, Betty White at 100, and it, you know, this is crazy, jeesh, she didn't make it, she was just about to be 100 in like two or three weeks, and that's why she did this television special about it and everything, yeah, wow, well, rest in peace to Betty White, I had no idea it was real, because again, it was so crazy, The first of all, the memes, right? The memes about her surviving so long have been around for so long that whenever you would see someone say, oh, recipes Betty White, you wouldn't believe it. You'd think it was bullshit. Because <laughs> people said it so many times. Okay? But she did actually pass away. How crazy is it 
that she, like I said, she just recorded a 100 you know year old television special that I don't think it aired yet. And all these these magazines interviewed her for the article. Oh, what's life going to be like at 100? And then she passes away like two weeks before she hits 100. That sucks. Well, since it seems like it's true, rest in peace to Betty White. What a life. 99 years of entertainment, right? Damn. I'm, sh I'm actually shocked because, like I said, that's been a giant meme on the internet for so many years. Okay. Now let's get to what we were going to do. God, now it's going to dampen it. But anyway, what I'd like to do, guys, I'd like to reminisce about the year uh, that was 2021. Okay. <clears throat> the year that is 2021. The year that was the return of the rise of DSP Gaming. <clears throat> Okay, so let's talk about this, all right? Let us talk about this. 2021 was a year that completely blindsided and smacked me across the face. Oh, I didn't expect the vast majority of things that happened this year to happen. i am be honest. When this year started, all right, I was expecting things to go very, very differently. As I told you guys at the very beginning of the year, and by the way, I'm not going to reminisce on the stuff that happened bad, but the thing is, the things that bad that were bad that happened influenced the good things that happened this year, okay? When this year started, I was in a position where basically I just needed to get through my whole kind of tax situation, meaning file my taxes, pay my tax guy, pay my taxes, blah, 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 and I was going to be in a good position kind of financially for the first time in years, all right? I was in, already in the fallout of my bankruptcy for 2020, um... There was a foreclosure going through, personally, for me behind the scenes. That was already in process. So a lot of things were basically settling. After many years of, of uncertainty about my finances and things that were going to happen, 2021 was going to be the year where basically I start to stage a comeback. Um, as I told you guys early in the year, I remember January, February 2021, I told you guys what I'd like to do is just get through the whole taxes thing. And once those are filed away and done and everything's good for the year, now what we can do is work towards getting a new PC a new chair, a new laptop, all these new things for the streams because it was time. It was definitely time. 2021 was the year where I wanted to upgrade, okay? I knew. I know that a lot of the things were on the last legs. My laptop would barely work anymore. I could barely get it to turn on and boot and do the normal, normal stuff I do. What do I do? I monitor your stream chat. I monitor contributions, and every once in a while, I send a tweet, and it couldn't even do that. That's how old the laptop was. The laptop was a decade old and falling apart. My chair which was that old brown chair. That was a chair that was also over a decade old. It was purchased for when I moved into my condo in Connecticut in 2009 and was a backup because, as you know, I used to have a love seat here in the office, and that love seat fell apart. That love seat was just disintegrated and was no back support. It was a very bad thing to sit on doing gaming the way I was doing all day every day. So I switched to the brown chair for about a year, all right, and that was not good. It was already sinking in, falling apart. I definitely needed a better setup to be here streaming with you guys every day. At the very same time, I wanted to do upgrades to the streams. I talked about, oh, let's get a green screen, a better webcam. Let's do all these improvements and things that we can do to the stream. But to do that, I really need a new PC. Because my PC, I've been using every single day full-time since 2014. And this PC is at its limits of what it can do. If I even added a new webcam that used a tiny bit more memory, it would crap everything out. So, 
being that my webcam's old, my setup's old, I said, this would be the year, right? I can upgrade everything, will be great. That's the whole plan for 2021, is to keep doing these great streams on Twitch, to keep pumping out the quality that I'm doing and improve the quality slowly over the course of the year because I can improve all my hardware setup for the first time in many years because I don't have these financial worries on my back anymore, okay? And, quite frankly, it looked like things were going to be great. If you took a look at early on in the year, you know, things on Twitch were doing really well. I mean, I had upwards of 900 subscribers on Twitch every month for like two, three months straight. The income on Twitch was getting good. Like, it was to the point where, wow, I not only have enough to pay my bills and do all of this stuff, but also I have extra now where every month I could be putting some aside for upgrading the equipment. Maybe, hell, I could save up and within a, a year or two I could go on a nice honeymoon with my wife, which we never got to do when we got married in 2015. You know what I mean? Like all these things were plans in my head of things that I could do uh, as a result of financially things kind of settling down and getting better for me. All right? And then Twitch kicked me out of the partner program in April for no actual valid reason. There's no legally justifiable reason for them doing it that makes sense. Besides, they just wanted me out because there was some kind of bullshit going on, whether someone at the company for some reason didn't like me, or more likely, because my trolls, as you guys know, all the time, everywhere I go, they massively misreport me as violating rules, doing this, doing that, and because they mis misreport me, mass report me for things I'm not doing, all these companies basically don't want to deal with me. At one point, I was in a partnership with Curse on YouTube, and after about a year being with Curse, they basically released me from my contract and said, we can't do this anymore because we get too many fake complaints against you, and those fake complaints all have to be investigated and confirmed if they're real or not. They're never real. There's never been a single complaint against you that's real, but because you get so many fake ones against you, we can't deal with this about a manpower. It needs to investigate them all, so we got to let you go. So after, you know, years and years of stuff, shit like that, um, I guarantee you it's, it's something similar. Now, when I asked Twitch, they directed me to their legal department, which said a bullshit answer. Oh, we did an investigation and found that you have used something. I, I forget the exact terminology. It was either like hate speech or hateful slurs or something like that. I can't even remember what they said. So basically they said this to me and I'm like, yeah, because that's really the kind of streamer I am, right? I'm just constantly pumping out hateful speech on my, my streams all the time. What the hell are they talking about? So I said, well, that's great. I want evidence. And they never responded to me ever again. They refused, which means they're full of shit. They lied because if they had evidence, they would have presented it and said, here's our legal case for kicking you out of the partner program. They have none. So what it tells me is, yeah, likely it was behind the scenes bullshit. They had an initiative in 2021 that anyone who was causing them, you know, a little bit of extra work or, or maybe problems with things like harassment to just kick them out. The same thing happened to Wings of Redemption this year and other people who literally have done nothing wrong on Twitch. Everyone was treated poorly by Twitch in 2021. Just in general, the site treated everyone poorly in 2021. Okay. So all that being said, okay. Out of nowhere. Oh, yeah. And then Eternal Lapon says, well, didn't they ban your channel and apologize for it? Yes. What ended up happening was when they kicked me out of the partner program, there was still potential that maybe they would let me back in. And at that time, this was in April, I was I wanted to basically keep going because I knew that I had such a strong viewer and fan base on Twitch. I didn't want to give that up and, and just say goodbye to that. I had worked almost five years of my life building that up. 
I didn't want to say, oh, overnight, oh, well, time to leave. Because that's messed up to the people who have, you know, stayed with me, supported me over there. And, you know, a lot of people only want to watch people on Twitch. They don't want to go to another streaming service because they're just, in their minds, Twitch is it. Twitch is the best place. I don't know why, because in reality, there's a lot of other competitors out there that, you know, are just as good. But people just think, oh, Twitch is the place for streaming. And if, oh, someone's leaving Twitch, well, I'm not going to follow them. That's just what happens. You lose <clears throat> that community if you just uplift your whole presence and bring it over to another site and plop it down. And I knew that was going to happen. I tried to stay on Twitch for another month after they keep me out of the partner program and basically stay afloat just on tips, okay? Didn't go so well because within a month, they literally banned me saying I had said the N-word, which I didn't say. The evidence was public that I never said it. Within a few hours of them banning me, they reversed their decision when I appealed it and apologized profusely saying it was a mistake, to which I said, I don't care. I don't want to be on your, your site anymore. If, number one, you're going to mistreat me and keep me out of your ability to make money on your site with no justification and no evidence, you won't even respond to me anymore. Then within a month, you're going to ban me from the site for something I literally didn't do and then reverse it, admitting that you don't know what the fuck you're doing. I'm out of here. That's what I call completely unprofessional. And I'm not going to deal with an unprofessional site like that ever again unless they change their attitude. Over the course of this year, a lot of people said, well, Phil, will you ever go back to Twitch when your year is up? of being suspended from the partner program where you reapply. Allow me to explain after very thorough deliberation what my answer to that is. No! No! You don't go back to somewhere where someone's treating you badly. You just say fuck them and you move on. Or else what are you doing? You're setting yourself up for disaster if that's the case. Okay? Seriously. It just doesn't make any sense to do that. It doesn't make any sense for you to go back to the place where there's potential where people will just keep doing the same actions over and over. All right? So I'm done with Twitch. Unless there is a major change in management or a major change in their philosophy of how they're going to treat people and if they're going to be transparent about the shit they're doing over there, which they absolutely are not, I'm not wasting my time with those fuckers anymore. I'm just not. A, a website where literally their mod staff is a bunch of volunteers. A bunch of volunteer teenagers and shit sitting there moderating, going through thousands of complaints a day. Oh, did he say the N-word? Oh, let's ban him. I didn't do it, you fucking idiot. Then they got to undo it. Fuck that. I just, you know, seriously. It just, it's so... So ridiculous that they make so much money. And by the way, as I said, once I left, see, here's the thing. When you are somewhere, you tend to ignore its shortcomings, right? You do. But then once you're somewhere else, you're, you're, you're separated from that toxic place, you start to see the bad things about it that you didn't want to see or you just kind of ignored when you were there. I start looking at Twitch. I'm like, wait a minute. I full-time streamed on Twitch from... February 2017 all the way till May 2021. In that time, how many times did Twitch upgrade the quality that you're able to stream at? The bitrate that you're able to broadcast at? Even though there had been multiple console upgrades. You know, you have PS4 Pro, Xbox One uh, S and X, and then the new Xbox Series S and X, and the, the PlayStation 5. How many times did Twitch allow you to create better content on their website and upgrade the site so that you could do that? Zero. Zero. How many actual improvements were added to the site? Well, in the entire time I was there, I would say the channel point system. If you're in the partner program, there's a channel point system. People accumulate points for watching your streams and you can wager the points. That's it. That's the one thing they actually did that I felt was good. 
outside of that, they literally took everyone's money that they were taking. Because every month, they make an insane amount of money. They take 50% of every subscription. Okay? Every sub. They're making half the money on that. They're making ridiculous amounts of money on bits. When you buy those bits to cheer for a streamer, they're making monstrous profit on bit sales. Okay? They're just keeping it all. They're literally just pocketing the money. They didn't improve the site. What did they actually actively do to improve anything? Nothing. They literally just kept your money and did nothing with it. Right? Four and a half years of my life. And I can't even broadcast at a better quality. Now that I had a PlayStation 5, I was streaming at fucking 720p 60 frames. Because I couldn't broadcast at 1080p 60 frames. The bitrate wasn't high enough on the fucking site to do so. There were a few selected special streamers who got to stream at whatever quality they wanted. Everyone else like me got fucked. I couldn't believe it. So anyway, all that being said, um, I just couldn't, uh, you know, after, after leaving the site... I started to see some of the major problems with it. Of course, we don't even want to talk about the whole stupid, you know, almost the whole cam girl system over there where the women were doing disgusting sexualized acts and, and making money doing it and they didn't want to do anything about it. We could talk about that too, but we don't need to, all right? The point I'm making is this year started off strong and looked like it was going to be an amazing year when it came to me improving my business and doing all these things. And then what happened when Twitch did that to me, it literally said... And to all of that, just you ran face first into a wall. Because now immediately, my income dipped a lot. You know, I used to have anywhere between 700 to 900 consistent subscriptions on Twitch. Here on YouTube, I have around 300. And it took all year to build it up to that too. You know what I'm saying? Um, super chats and, and super stickers here on Twitch, on YouTube, excuse me, are good now. They're actually have built up dramatically over the course of the year. But when I started... They weren't nearly as high as what I was getting cheers-wise over on, on Twitch. At all. Not even close. So, really, the one thing that remained consistent, and thank you guys so very much for the support this year, was tips. Tips were, have remained great throughout 2021. I have zero complaints about the level of tips that I've received. You guys have consistently been supportive of the streams. I'll tell you, the things that we put into effect, for example, raise $50, put on the Gunner glasses, raise $100, you know, put on a hat of your choice, or at 150 put on a vest, they've worked. People like those as incentives. People like the fact that they get rewarded when we hit a certain milestone of support. And it's allowed me to consistently keep making income in a year when everything went completely uncertain, right? Because think about it. When initially, when I went from Twitch to YouTube, oh my God, there was no real moderation to the chat. It was impossible to moderate it. It was just out of control. Anyone could make any account, any name, impersonate anyone, come over here, be toxic as shit, say nasty stuff. It took a while. If you remember, what I had to do is I had to be basically create a lot of stuff to filter out crap. People saying racist stuff and things now get fil gets filtered. Um, when YouTube gave me sub-only mode, oh my God, that was a godsend. Basically, they made it so that you have to be subscribed to this channel, DSP Gaming, in order to talk in the chat. Before then, anyone could make any dummy account and just talk immediately and, like, there were people we would ban, and they come back five minutes later with a new account. Ban, come back later, five minutes later. It was ridiculous. It was completely uncontrollable. So, thank God that the sub-only mode kicked it to the point where now you have to be subscribed for 24 hours before you can talk. So, someone can't just keep endlessly making accounts and coming back to troll, you see? That helped a ridiculous amount. So, there have been gradual improvements over the course of 2021 to YouTube streaming. 
and my channel in particular, that basically has made it not only manageable, but in my opinion, we're now at a level where the chat is actually better here than it ever was over on Twitch. Because on Twitch, you still had that uncontrollable element of trolls coming in and doing shit. Here, we actually can control the chat. Which is shocking to me because it was the complete opposite when we started. And over the year, we just figured out ways to make it better. And now it honestly is better. It's a more... How can I say? Okay. When you come to my chat, my, my streams here on YouTube, okay? You can have a much better conversation with me than you ever could have over on Twitch. We have a personable conversation. We have dialogue. We have fun. We actually go back and forth quite a bit. You guys add to the streams way more here on YouTube than we did back on, Twi did back on Twitch because having less of an annoying troll spam element, oh, let's just spam our memes and do dumb fucking shit, that doesn't really happen that much here on YouTube. Instead, it's about people who are engaged with the content, actually are here to see me play a game and or have a fun conversation with me, and the streams end up feeling personable. The streams end up feeling fun. A lot more, I feel. Like, I'm serious. And, and at first, I was the biggest critic of YouTube. I didn't want to come over here and stream. But once we got the chat under control, the engagement is just so much better here, I feel, um, than it was over on, on Twitch. You know what I'm saying? Um, and over the course of this year, right, just think of all the improvements that have happened to my streams. First of all, the immediate improvement, the quality of my streams dramatically increased because on YouTube, they don't limit you with the bandwidth that you can use and the bitrate you can stream at. You could do high-ass bitrate right out of the gate. Right now, I'm broadcasting roughly around 8,500 kilobits per second or kilobytes per second. I always get the two confused. It's one of the two. But basically, this allows me now to stream at full 1080p, 60 frames per second. So I'm playing PS5, I'm playing Xbox Series X, I'm playing all the new games, I'm also playing new versions of the older games that have been upgraded for these new consoles, and you guys can see that quality. I'm not limited to having to nerf myself over on fucking uh, Twitch because they just don't care and won't upgrade the capacity of their site. They pocket your money and keep it. YouTube doesn't, they actually have that capability to do the best quality streams. They really do. Um, it's just so good compared to, to what Twitch does, right? So I'm pretty pleased with that. That Just that improvement alone is a big reason this year for me to come to YouTube because, man, can you imagine if all this year I had to do 720p, 60 frames? 720p in 2021, Right? Ever else people talk about 4K and shit, I have to stream at 720p because Twitch is fucking stupid and won't upgrade their capacity, right? Holy shit. Unbelievable. So that's a major improvement. Um, You know, and other things that we did, basically what I did is I listened to you. I wanted to listen to my viewers this year and say, what can I improve? What can I actively do to improve? And a major things you guys told me this year, you said, number one, Phil, if you're going to do a pre-stream, turn the camera on. Talk to us. Be personable. Make it a conversation rather than you just talking and all we're seeing is this. Ads or splash screens or whatever. And not to say that this is bad because it's good you see variety. But this is much better because you're looking at me, you're talking with me. We're having a fun pre-stream podcast conversation. You see? I hear you. Now I agree with you. For a while I disagreed with you. I didn't think that it, that it made sense. Now that I've been doing it every day... I'm actually really enjoying doing this. I am. I'm having a lot of fun doing the pre-stream podcast every day, doing it this way. Um, 
the daily wrap at the end of every day doing a mini video around five minutes long to explain everything we did that day as a quick summary for those who maybe couldn't watch all the content that day that's really cool man i really enjoy doing that too um <clears throat> and now one of the biggest things this year right the return comments on all of my content on dsp gaming this was a huge step ladies and gentlemen i will be honest with you it actually hurt me a lot many years ago to turn comments off on dsp gaming i never wanted to do that but it became so virally popular to crap on me it became a meme to go shit on dark side phil's content to the point where my channel was becoming defunct because people didn't want to come here anymore they were telling me phil i love your playthroughs but I can't go to your playthrough and all of a sudden I see 400 thumbs down even though there's nothing negative in your video at all. It's entertaining. And I look at the comments and people are saying the most vile, disgusting things about you, your family members. They're doxing you in the comments. They're doing all this fucked up stuff. I, I can't go there. It's too toxic of an environment. And so at that point, my actual <clears throat> longtime viewers said, Phil, it makes more sense to close the comments completely on your channel than to have it move forward with the toxic level the viral toxic meme that has become your content to these people. So I said, all right. And at that point, this was many years ago. This was over four or five years ago. I turned off comments on DSP Gaming. And as you guys know, I became a full-time streamer on Twitch. That was my positive focus because we could control the chat on Twitch. You couldn't do it on YouTube. And then over the years, what happened? Many things changed on YouTube. They instituted a system by which comments get auto-flagged for all kinds of terminology and stuff. People saying disgusting things and nasty racist things and sexual things all gets auto-flagged and not posted to the things anymore. All right? I now have control over DSP Gaming for the first time in many years. I actually can control it all. All right? So now, I can actually get comments on these videos again. And if you haven't noticed in the last one or two months, the comments have actually become significantly improved to the point... We're basically, um, to the point where basically now it feels like DSP Gaming is a place to hang out again. This is how it used to be. Back in the day, my YouTube play presence, my channel, was a place where people could come and say, Oh, I enjoy games, I enjoy Phil, and you know what? I enjoy the sense of community. We can come and hang out with people who I recognize every day and have a good conversation about what Phil's doing today, leave a few comments on a video, talk about the game that's being, being played. This was something that was common back in the day. And that went away when these people decided to make me a virally popular negative meme on the internet. Basically what happened was all the positive people got hurt. Because that's the thing. These people on the internet want to pretend like everything is innocent and doesn't hurt anyone. And it's the, completely the opposite. What people didn't realize is when they did that toxic stuff to me and my content, they significantly hurt a community of people who never did anything wrong and just wanted to have fun with games. Oh, now I can't hang out on DSP Gaming anymore because 90% of the comments are na nasty because people want to pull those comments and put it into This Is How You Don't Play video. Oh, every video has a million dislikes because they want to pull that and put it into This Is How You Don't Play video. Oh, I try to go to Phil's streams and everyone's trolling him. You see what I mean? Like, these are people who loved the content and they can't even enjoy it anymore. But that's it. Those people who act like that, those toxic assholes, don't give a shit about anyone else but themselves. They're selfish idiots who just want to get a laugh on someone else's behalf and don't care about the repercussions of their own actions. They think they're protected because they're all anonymous on the internet, right? So here I am with an actual business being destroyed by that toxic behavior. And years ago, I had to turn off the comments. Finally this year, coming back to DSP Gaming, taking this channel seriously again. 
I f found out all these new things about YouTube again that that now actually work. I could actually have this this comments back and make sure the toxic sh shit doesn't get posted again. Now listen, some people, including me, are very critical of YouTube this year, just a couple months ago, making it so that dislikes cannot be seen on videos publicly, right? The thing is, if you still want to see dislikes on videos, you can still see them. You have to download a special plugin that bypasses YouTube and everything. So you basically have to go out of your way to do it to be sure that you want to see it. But the truth of the matter is that the, the dislike bombs on my videos and streams for years very negatively affected them. And here's how. You might say, well, I don't understand, Phil, because isn't it a dislike, an engagement, or a piece of interaction with your video or stream? Doesn't it help it? Yes and no. Yes, any... Anything you do on a video, a like, a dislike, a comment, um, you know, any of those things, click on an ad, you know, all that shit is considered engagement for a video. It is. It's all considered engagement on YouTube. It all helps a channel that you're watching, okay? Kicks it to the algorithm. Oh, someone engaged a video. That means it's more popular or whatever. But, but, if you're someone who's new to a channel, let's say it's their first time coming on DSP Gaming. You never really heard anything about the channel. Oh, Phil's playing Resident Evil 4 today. Dark Side Phil. Don't know who this guy is. Let's watch the video. You click on it. Starts to play. Oh, he's playing. Oh, this is entertaining. Oh, look. The video has, I don't know, 15 likes and 150 dislikes. Huh? Wait, what? 15 likes, 150 dislikes. Obviously, there's something up here I'm not aware of. I'm out of here. And that's what would happen. People would not give my content a chance because, sadly... People would mass downvote my content for no good reason. People would say, why are there so many downvotes on this video? It doesn't make sense. It's actually a good, entertaining video. There's nothing wrong with it. Downvote it anyway. Because again, it became the virally popular, memeable thing to dislike Dark Side Phil rather than actually not liking it for a valid reason. So that would that would actually happen. People would show up and be like, well, I don't care. Because look at this. Look at the negativity on the video. I'm out of here. They would look at the comments. Oh my God, toxic comments. And they would leave. So how am I supposed to build up a business when that's the case? And that's why I basically abandoned DSP Gaming in the past. And I said, it's just an archive. We'll focus on streaming on Twitch. But this year, right, things definitely changed for the better coming back to YouTube. Me realizing I can control comments now. Comments can come back on the videos and be a positive influence on my videos, which is awesome, right? Realizing that likes actually help content. Liking streams, liking videos actually gives this channel some more engagement. My subscriptions are up for the first time in years. My subscriptions were stuck around 100, between 180 and 185,000 for like seven or eight years. Like no lie, because I, again, I wasn't really focused on growing the channel or anything like that. Um, now all of a sudden I said, okay, guess what? Now it makes sense to subscribe. You want to talk in, on a stream? Subscribe to the channel. And we got... This Just this year alone, since May when I came back, over 10,000 new subscribers. Active subscribers. And that's the other key thing to say here, too. These aren't just people who are coming, subbing, and leaving. They're coming, they're talking on streams. They're here watching the videos, interacting. This is all great. And like I said, if we can keep this up, all right? If we can keep this pattern up, next year's looking bright. Because if we can get DSP Gaming to start regularly showing again on youtube algorithms and searching for gaming like oh i want to see someone live streaming a game if i can show up regularly people will start to depend on me to be their go-to guy for live streaming every day right and while i can go to phil's stream and not see toxic shit during the stream this is awesome i can actually see positive stuff not negative shit anymore wow i can go to his video and i don't see 700 downvotes 
and the comments are positive and fun for people who actually like the content and want to talk positively about the game. Wow. You see, it's a major difference. You guys, you don't even get it. You know, you don't even understand the big difference. So, that's really positive, good stuff that all happened this year, right? It's It's been, even though this year obviously started off bad with setbacks, I made the most of it. And you guys helped me make the most of it. I want you to understand it's always, it's not just me. It's you guys who in 2021 stuck with me, supported me and my streams and my content and allowed me to continue to do what I loved, even though it could have all fallen apart this year when that Twitch partnership was gone. You guys stuck it out with me. And now here we are at the end of 2021, and I would say the future looks bright. It's going to be a slow build, just like what happened on Twitch. Remember, I started full-time streaming there in 2017, and it took me years to get to the point where we had a lot of consistent subscribers. Over there, they were called... Um, uh, no, over there they were called subscribers, excuse me. Um, and, you know, cheering and everything. To the level that it got, it took a while to get there, all right? I feel if I stick to it here on DSP Gaming and we play all the hot new stuff and we have a great positive time together every day and I continue to say things like, hey, remember to like the videos, remember to leave a positive comment, we can build this channel up <clears throat> to where I was on Twitch and go past that. We can surpass what I was doing on Twitch because now not only... Do we have the positivity of the content? The content looks good too, <laughs> right? One incredible thing I want to say this year, even though I had major financial setbacks because I lost my Twitch partnership, you guys still supported this channel so much. Just think about this. I got an Xbox Series X this year donated to me by a fan. And look at the content that I've put out since I got that Xbox Series X. Numerous games on Game Pass, playing the more modernized versions of games with upgraded graphics and frame rate. Um, games like Halo Infinite, which is the best first-person shooter of the year, in my opinion. Forza Horizon 5. Th that new console has been an amazing asset to my content and content creation and streams, right? It has. This chair. Are you kidding me? Again, I told you. I was having such a bad time with just sitting here playing games. I was having back pain, all kinds of issues. This chair is ergonomic. This chair is comfortable as hell. Even though it squeaks, when I turn it, it's not a big deal. The chair's great. Donated by a fan. A new laptop that now I can interact with you guys and the laptop isn't constantly crashing and having issues anymore, right? Donated by a viewer. These are things that I would have bought myself if I could have afforded them this year, but I couldn't because of Twitch. But you guys still supported me to the point where here I am, able to still improve my stuff, kind of how I intended right? Now, in reality, I could have also had a new PC this year. Yeah. Basically, it was around the end of the summertime. I had two different people who contacted me and said, I want to basically work with you to buy a new PC for you. And I was like, listen, I appreciate that, but let's not get crazy here because we got the whole busy gaming season coming up. The last thing I want to do is get a new PC and now I don't know how to use it and we're having issues, right? Um, <clears throat> and we're basically having a big, a big problem in regards to uh, using it for my content. You know what I'm saying? Like, my concern would be that we're, you know, we're doing the busiest time of the year, all the hot new releases and everything coming out, but then sadly, um, something goes wrong with my new setup, right? Something goes wrong with it was an issue with that, and then now, next thing you know, now I'm, I'm dead in the water. What if the PC doesn't work? What if I fuck something up? Now, guess what? I have nothing to fall back on, and now I can't do the 
I can't do stuff for my business. What I would want to do if I wanted to upgrade my setup PC wise or whatever, we got to do it during a dead time of the year. And originally I was going to say that would be like January, but because of the fact that February is going to be so jam packed with new stuff, I would rather wait. Maybe we'll take a look. Maybe around the springtime, things will slow down. And then maybe if there are a few people who are interested in helping me out again with the PC thing, maybe we could do it. All right. Because here's the thing. Once I get a new PC, all right, I can now get a new webcam because it'll be able to handle it. I can now possibly look into doing things like a green screen or other improvements. I think just getting a new camera that's going to look crisp and better is going to be a major improvement to my streams to begin with. Okay. But. I think it would make a lot of sense to do it when things are dead. Since I don't want to do it in January and then all of a sudden February, it's super busy and now everything's fucked up. So that's what I'm thinking. Like maybe as soon as the, the insane slew of new releases in February subside and we start to get some slower times maybe in the spring, then we'll maybe look look towards that. Okay? That's what I'm thinking. So anyway, I mean, holy crap. Seriously, amazing year in 2021 where things could have literally fallen apart at the seams and it could have been the end of me with that that Twitch partnership being lost. It was a disaster, all right? But through you guys supporting me, you guys understanding that there had to be some changes moving from one business to another and me trying to keep up with what I was doing and changing. Again, I changed a lot this year um, in regards to the ways that we did things um, and a lot of improvements based on your feedback. <clears throat> you know, um, it's been a great year overall. I would argue it was one of my favorite years of content creation. Really, despite all the setbacks, despite all the stress and stuff that happened, um, because of your support, I got through it, you know, and now we're heading into 2022 and I'm feeling positive about the future. Like I said, I'm feeling like every month in 2022, we can build DSP gaming up a little more, a little more, more subscribers, more comments, more likes on the videos, more people now seeing these streams for the very first time because they're seeing it in the algorithm and stuff, coming and checking it out. This is all great positive growth you know i'm very happy about this okay so that's really my uh my rem my reminiscing about 2021 carlos just said i would argue even though 2021 had big setbacks forced changes and growing pains can put you in a tremendous position for new growth in 2022 let's go dsp that's the attitude to have man that's seriously the attitude to have really because, you know, the more I think about it, if I had been still on Twitch at the end of this year, can you imagine if I just played all those new releases we just did at 720p? I mean, wow. I can't believe... <laughs> all these new consoles, and I can't even take advantage of the graphics because they fucking won't let you broadcast over there at a reasonable bitrate. It doesn't make any sense at all, right? <clears throat> so, um, next year's looking good. Let's keep up that positivity. Now, what I'm going to do tomorrow, today's New Year's Eve, Tomorrow, all right, what I would like to do with all of you is talk about the future. I would like to sit down and actually concretely talk about, hey, in 2022, what are some ideas? What are some things we could do to improve, right? Some of the things we did this year were great. I mean, just think about this. Not only did I improve the streams dramatically, we had all new shows, Feasting with the King, right? Never did that before, and that's just an extrapolation on what I was doing with DSP Tries It and made it a better show, in my opinion. You guys really seem to like that show, even though I think that we should do it only every couple of months to keep it special. So, Gut says, you know, um, if you were still on Twitch today, I wouldn't even be interacting with you right now and then. I mean, you're right. 
on, again, on Twitch, if you didn't notice, what ended up happening on Twitch was it ended up kind of being a good old boys club. There was a certain group of people who would come by every day who would dominate the chat. And even though we would try to keep it under control, they would skirt the rules to try to make it so that there's no reason to ban them, yet they would still control the chat. You've been playing the game, I turn, no one's talking about the game. Because it's the same 10 people talking about unrelated, stupid, memeable bullshit. And just, oh, sneak dissing Phil here and there. You notice that shit's gone now? That element is gone? And we can actually have fun with games? Because we took care of that shit. I said, enough of that. I'm not going to have that stuff anymore. We're going to have people who actually want to be here to engage with me and the content and other stream chatters. Not people who want to be here just to fucking do their own agenda and derail my shit. It's not your personal place to fucking hang out. It ain't your clubhouse. It's my business and it's my place to make a nice place for everyone else to hang out. You see? Okay. All right. So, ladies and gentlemen, that's the pre-stream podcast for today. We're going to get the shout-outs now. Thank you to everyone who is chilling with me here on the stream. By the way... We've hit over 100 likes on the stream already, and we haven't even played a single piece of gameplay yet of Resident Evil 4, which is excellent. Thank you guys for your support today. I really appreciate that. Guys, we already talked about Betty White. We already did a little memorial to her. You can stop spamming the chat every five seconds about it because you, you think that we don't know, although we already do. <laughs> un un unreal. Okay. Um, let's do some shout-outs, everyone. All right? Now, quick reminder again, all right, that... Contributions are appreciated. It's how I make my living. We have different reward tiers in effect. For $50 raised, I put on Gunner Glasses. $100 raised today in tips. I put on a hat of your choice, including the two new hats. The Deadpool hat and the Pikachu hat. Both eligible to be worn today, as well as the other hats, such as the Pilot hat and the Cowboy hat. Those are all in the running. Okay? And it would really be nice if today we could hit the full tips goal and see a vest. I have not worn a vest now since before Christmas. That's $150 raised on one stream, which is a lot, obviously. But it would be nice to maybe hit that today and have our first vest. Or You know what I should say? Our last vest of 2021. Because today's the last day of 2021. It would be great to go out with a bang and have a vest for the final streams of 2021, right? Okay. Let's do shoutouts. We'll start with YouTube side shoutouts. So let's refresh here. Make sure we get them all. We start off today with Andrew Taylor, who did a super chat earlier and said, hope all's going well. I'm supposed to get five to eight inches of snow tonight in Michigan. So a very short story to tell you. I already yesterday talk, talked to you about the snowpocalypse here in Washington State, where we got four to six inches of snow on Sunday, and literally the state has been half shut down all week. Um, then my day off was Wednesday, and that night... Kat and I tried to order food, and no one would deliver because everything was closing early because we were supposed to get another one to three inches of snow overnight. So guess what happened? We did get a one to three inches of snow overnight. Okay? Yesterday, there was some snow. The entire state is closed. I'm not exaggerating. Like, you can't order food. You can't go to any bank or anything like that. They're all closed. Uh, most businesses are closed. Um... It's, it's ridiculous. For I'll give you an example. So today is New Year's Eve. Kat and I didn't want to cook. We were like, oh, it's New Year's Eve. Let's order some food out. Now, last week we had wanted pizza. And we couldn't get it. We want, you know, Christmas Day, what are you going to do? It was crazy. Everything was ordering and shit. Like, man, we've been craving pizza all week. Let's order a pizza. So this morning, I open up all the websites. Guess what? No one delivers today. Entire state's closed because there was two inches of snow. Two inches of snow. Two. This is not me exaggerating. 
There's two inches of snow outside right now. And no one will deliver food. All the businesses are closed. The only thing you can do, you can order for pickup. That's it. No one will deliver anything today because everything's closed. So I said to my wife, I said, you know what, honey? Here's what we're going to do. I'm going to make a pizza today. Uh, we have dough. We have that dough you can get that's refrigerated. You put it on a pan yourself. We have sauce. We have cheese. We have seasonings. Um, all the things you need to make a great pizza. We have here bacon, actually, we have. Pre-cooked bacon that I could put on the pizza. I said, I'm going to make a pizza for dinner. Since they're fucking with us, <laughs> I'm going to make... And we actually have leftover, uh, like, cheesy bread. You know, it's like 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 Texas toast slices with cheese on top, frozen. We haven't made it. And we're like, wow, let's make that with the... We'll have an Italian dinner. I'll make the pizza. We'll have cheesy bread. We'll have a good, uh, you know, a good a good day today. Regardless of the fact that we've been craving pizza now for over a week. We wanted it. We can't get it because this fucking ridiculous amount, a little bit of snow, no one will deliver. Oh, everyone's closed today. Two inches of snow. Everything is closed at Washington State today. Anyway. Okay. Need for Beans. Did a super chat earlier. Thank you very much, Need for Beans. Good to see you today. Andrew Taylor had done a second super chat. Says, I just got a Series S game recommendations. Um, hmm. Obviously, I think Halo Infinite's the best first-person shooter of the year. That's a no-brainer, and that's free. Under, under, multiplayer's completely free. If you want to play the campaign, you gotta get Game Pass. Campaign's also quite good. Um, if you like driving sims or driving arcade-style games, Forza Horizon 5's great. Um, it's a great chill time. If you're looking for a chill game, no pressure, drive around, just do random shit, and beautiful graphics, it's a great game. What I would say is you gotta get Game Pass. If you don't have Game Pass and you have an Xbox console right now, you're doing it wrong. There's so much stuff on a monthly basis released under Game Pass that's great quality stuff. There's so much stuff I just did over the summer under Game Pass. Just watch, watch my videos from like August and September. Two months, I did like mostly Game Pass stuff. It was so good. It was a great couple of months. Good variety of stuff. All right, that's what you should check out, and uh, and that's what I would recommend to you, okay? Okay, Need for Beans did another super chat. He says, Happy New Year, Phil. Moving to YouTube is the best thing you've ever done. Wow, I don't, see, I don't know about that. I don't know if it's the best thing I've ever done. But considering the whole climate of what was going on over on Twitch, and the fact that we had moved fully into a new console gen, and no one could actually, <clears throat> um, no one could actually do anything. In regards to like broadcasting at a good quality because they they were just not taking it seriously. Instead, they were so worried about making money, they didn't care about improving the quality of their site. Seriously, like I'm happy that I moved. I am. At this point, I am. It sucks that now we have to build up because let me get let me tell you, this right here, this hurts because that was consistent income that I had over on Twitch. Those the, the you know the several hundred I mean, right now I have three hundred mem members, right? Over there it was anywhere from six hundred to nine hundred. That's a lot more income a month. A lot more. And that was helping me a ton. And now I don't have that anymore. You know? It's taking a while. It's going to take a while to build up to that again. Um, That hurts. But at the very same time, the content improvements, the interactions we have here, the positive vibe, comments back on video. So many positive things has happened as a result of me coming back to YouTube. I hate this. I, I don't like being superstitious. I don't. I've, I've never in my life felt superstitious. But there's a saying. That things happen for a reason. Maybe. Just maybe. I got out of Twitch at the right time. When things were going south. Things were getting toxic. Things were getting fucked up. For people who were being serious about their business. And maybe I got out at the right time. To do my, the right thing here. And get DSP Gaming back to prominence. Maybe. We'll see. 
Okay. Zulu Dobson to the Super Chat and says, Is there a way to moderate tip names? This way racist slurs don't come on screen. Yesterday during Skyrim, a slur popped up on screen. Now, first of all, we have to make a discrepancy here between tips and Super Chat. All right? YouTube has a predetermined list of terms that are blocked as well as stream elements. Okay? What's supposed to happen is, let's say someone does a Super Chat with a racist name. It's supposed to just say anonymous on the screen. Okay? What it actually says in the chat, there's nothing I can do. That's YouTube. That's on YouTube to fix that. Because literally on YouTube, anyone can make a name that says anything. Literally, you can make a name. Right now, I can make a name that's PewDiePie. And it would look like I'm PewDiePie. That's how it is on YouTube. You can just make a, a name that looks like anyone else's account. You could have it say anything you want. It could be as toxic, as disgusting, as racist, as insulting as you want. It's allowed. It's supposed to block it on the stream. But I can't help it on YouTube. That's on YouTube to fix that. And I have filters in place. If people find ways around the filters, again, that's on YouTube to fix that, not me. I can't really do much about it. As for tips, I'm supposed to have things in place to stop bad tip names from being used as well. Um, and I don't really think that the tips are that big of a deal anyway in that regard. I don't think it's a huge problem. I think what you're saying is it is. It's the YouTube side of stuff. Again, that's something YouTube needs to fix. And by the way, we're going to talk about this tomorrow. Because remember, today's pre-stream was about reminiscing about 2021. Tomorrow, we're going to talk about the future. One of the major things YouTube has claimed they're going to do in 2022 is fix a lot of things that are broken about YouTube streaming. Including better moderation, better prevention of that kind of stuff happening. Um, gifted memberships, all kinds of... We'll talk about that tomorrow. Okay? Alright, thank you for the super chat. And sorry that I can't fix it like this. I wish I could finger snap a solution, but that's on YouTube. Right? Um, End Times has re-upped their membership for seven months. Thank you very much, End Times. I appreciate that. Broche has done a dollar super chat. Excuse me, a pound super chat. Thank you, Broche. They Call Me Butterfly did a super chat. It says, don't pay the haters no mind. Do what you like. Thank you very much. Uh, They Call Me Butterfly. I agree with you there. It's about the people who are here to be positive and fun and have a great time with me on a daily basis. It's not about the people who are just here to be negative about everything. I know. That's why I'm now happy I have the ability to filter those people out on YouTube. Didn't didn't used to be able to have the ability to filter them out of the comments. And the dislikes were out of control. And now we have control over that shit. Alright. Dark Maggot has re-upped his membership for 8 months. He says the following. As a super supporter, by the way, which is a higher level of support. Thank you. Happy New Year. I watch your live streams way more now than you're on YouTube. Because it's my main place to consume entertainment. Here's to an even better year for you in 2022. Cheers. Thank you, Dark Maggot. Dark Maggot, for those who don't know, a very long-time supporter, a very long-time viewer. Someone who, you know, back in the day used to contribute via fan art and the like. And to see him come back as a regular viewer is pretty damn awesome, in my opinion. Okay. Um, shout out. Now we're going to do tips side contributions. All right. Thank you to everyone who's tipped today. It helps a ton. First of all, we have Eternal Napalm. We took the $1.50. So are you excited for Last of Us 3? It seems to me Part 2 killed all hype for the franchise despite the hardcore shilling the gaming media has in support of it and Neil Druckmann. Outside of that, I see no love for the franchise anymore. <clears throat> well, here's what it is. Basically, and I'm gonna just I'm not going to harp on this because you guys know, watch anything I said about the game last year and you'll hear my full opinion. Neil Druckmann essentially made a deal with the devil. He did. What he did is he wanted to get his game over by any means necessary. And when he decided to make it Oh, The Last of Us 2. Did he say The Last of Us 2 is the best game of 2020 because it has the best gameplay elements, the best graphics, the best story, or anything like that? No. 
what Druckmann did, he made a deal with the devil, and he said, this is the best game because if you like the game, you're sticking it to bigoted haters. Okay? He literally made the, made it about you like the game and you're part of this crusade against bad people. And I'm going to tell you right now, a large number of people bought that game because of that. They felt when they, oh, we're supporting a more diverse kind of character in a video game. We're supporting different kinds of writing and different kinds of agendas in video game that aren't necessarily the mainstream accepted versions. Oh, look how Abby is a, is a woman who's buff and strong and kind of manly. Oh, well, that's different from the norm of the over-feminine, over-sexualized protagonist of other games. So you're supporting that if you buy the game, and that way you are sticking it to those people who only want that, big, that sexualized content from previous games. And if you like Ellie... Oh, you're really like an alternative kind of character who's not in mainstream. Did you know that there's a transgender character in The Last of Us 2? Oh, what groundbreaking writing. Now, by the way, I played Last of Us 2. I have no problems with any of the things I just said. I just don't think the story is good. I think it's one of the worst written stories I've ever seen in a game. It literally uses horrible, contrived scenarios. It rewrites entire characters for the purposes of getting a plot point over in this game for shock value. It's really ham-fisted bullshit. It's a bad story. It just is. The gameplay is great. The graphics are outstanding. The locations are excellent. I live in Seattle, and I really enjoyed playing through these locations that are actually located in Seattle. Okay? But the story is one of the worst I've ever seen in a game. But people are dumb. And instead of actually looking at the story objectively... They look at it subject to, oh, this game is good for gaming as a whole because it has all these new kinds of themes and agendas and things that aren't mainstream. And this is a progressive game. So therefore, if you buy the game and like the game, you're part of the great positive progressive movement. If you don't like the game, you're a bigoted asshole who's biased. And that's not the case. But that's, Druckmann made a deal with the devil to get his game over. It worked. Mainstream media kissed its ass. Great. But, but, and this is a big butt. Some people like big butts. This is not a big butt you're going to like. What Drugman's going to find is that he has now inadvertently created a rift among gamers. Okay? A strong rift. Where now what's going to end up happening is when he makes another game, there's going to be people who are going to crap on it, even if it's good. That's not right, in my opinion. But because of the way he behaved himself with Last of Us 2 in order to get it to be popular, as popular as it was, okay? He kind of shot himself in the foot. Right now, he's seeing success. He's directing a Last of Us television series and all of that. Good for you. But good luck. Good luck. When your next one comes out, all right? And the whole wave of, oh, feel-good movement shit is over with. And now people are actually going to say, no, you know what? Years ago, we couldn't speak up because we were all accused of being bigots, but now it's time to speak up. Your last game fucking sucked because you're an asshole. And because you couldn't sell it on its own merits, you had to do this progressive feel-good movement to sell it. And now, we don't like you. So now we're going to crap on you and everything you do. I wouldn't be surprised if you see the same thing for The Last of Us television show as well. Which, by the way, that is not what studios want. Like, I think he's making it with HBO. HBO does not want to have some kind of a toxic negative backlash against them when The Last of Us television show comes out. And they very well might get it just because of the way Druckmann behaved himself. So we'll see what happens. But for me, I, I always judge games objectively. You guys know that. Yeah, there's always a subjective twist, but I judge them objectively. And 
I'm not going to write off Last of Us 3. But at the same time, Last of Us 1 was a game that everyone loved. Like, collectively, the game community said Last of Us 1 is such a great game, one of the best games ever made, the last amazing uh, game made for PlayStation 3, right? Last of Us 2 has become the diversive, or whatever you want to say, the thing that divided gamers. And now everyone's kind of split on this topic. So, what's going to happen with Last of Us 3? I don't know. We'll find out. Lies of Her Soul tipped $4.20 is ready for more of my hyper-level elite ultra-mega gamer tips I have for Resident Evil 4. Awesome. You have been helpful so far. Thank you. Um, then Lies of Her Soul did another $4.20 tip and said, I first played this game on the GameCube, watched my dad struggle with new type of games back in 2005. Then he did another $4.20 tip and he says, Red 9 Pistol is the best handgun. I have it now. It can carry you through the entire game. It has the highest damage at full upgrade. Awesome. And then someone named Anything tipped $10, and that's actually the biggest tip of the day. So now let's fully upgrade the leaderboard here. Ah. <laughs> so thank you, Anything, for a $10 tip. And then we got another $12, $13 to tip. So we're currently up to $23 in tips on the stream, everyone. Thank you. Again, remember... Good rewards coming up for tip milestones at 50 and 100 and 150. It would be really nice for the final major streams here of the year if we could hit those full tip skulls. Thank you in advance to anyone who supports the streams. One final reminder. All right. One final reminder. Liking this stream helps. We just found this out recently earlier this week. Liking the stream gets this into YouTube's algorithm. Someone searching for survival horror on a stream will find my stream if you guys like it. Okay. So thank you for that very much. Um, all right. Phil's abandoned handcart did a super chat saying, Father, why have you forsaken me? The closet is dusty and I'm scared. Again, I don't even know. This, I guess, is some kind of a, a meme amongst dumb people. There's actually a meme where people think that at some point I had some kind of a handcart and I used to roll it around and shit. I, I never had a handcart to bring stuff back and forth anywhere. The only cart that I actually have is... um is something to move around heavy boxes like up and down stairs. When I was first moving in here, I bought that to get shit upstairs. And then actually when Kat moved in uh, and her stuff was being moved in like her, like her PC and stuff, I used that to get a lot of stuff upstairs. That's it. I've never had a cart to move stuff around. I don't know where people are finding this, where they're, they're, they're thinking this is true. It's just not. It's dumb. I don't even know what they're talking about. It's some dumb meme, I guess, amongst idiots. So here you go. Phil's Forgotten Handcart. Wow, thanks for the fucking uh, the super chat there, genius. I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> I really don't. <laughs> Shout out to NixN6, who just became a channel supporter. Thank you for being a member. Nix, that should get us up to likely 315. Then again, I don't know if we went down any today, but thank you, Nix. Okay. <laughs> so Carlos says, what I appreciate is that you don't always comment on politics. When you do, it's usually about a specific issue like climate and such, not a general dunking on one side polarization. Truth is, I hate both sides. <laughs> yeah, that's why I think that my stuff is a lot is unique compared to a lot of others. When you watch other content creators and streamers, they always seem to tend to lean one way or the other when it comes to politics. I hate both sides of American politics. I actually think both of them are scum. 
They're all in it for themselves, their own agendas. All they want to care about is getting themselves over. And then if they can somehow maybe do something right in the meantime, great. But as long as they're staying rich and getting themselves over, that's the main priority. Or else, how else would can you explain that our two sides of politics argue like this all the time, but nothing ever changes, right? If they actually cared, they would actually fix stuff. They call me Butterfly, then another super chat said, hey, get my name back on the leaderboard. All right, let's do that. And then we'll get started here with our gameplay for the day. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, ladies and gentlemen, that was the final pre-stream podcast of 2021. I hope you enjoyed it. The little trip down memory lane that we had. And I want to say thank you for a great year. This year, Just this podcast alone existing because of your requests. And, 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 you know, a lot of things have changed very positively this year, I feel. I think that the future is bright besides this camera blinking, color saturation back and forth the entire pre-stream. Um, I think the future is bright. I think that 2022 uh, could potentially be a pretty great year, pretty positive year for my streams, my, my videos, my content. Thank you all for your support of that, and I cannot wait. So thanks so very much for the final pre-stream podcast of 2021. Phil signing off. I'll see you all next year. Peace out.